Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. It's so underestimated. I love nutrition. I have studied that extensively. I use that a lot, but I would say the most underestimated training tool and most powerful natural performance enhancer is sleep. Welcome to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Welcome to another episode of The Shark Effect. Um, I'm your host, Alex Molden. And before we get started, I just want to let you guys know that uh, I appreciate all the listeners out there. I really appreciate uh, when you subscribe, rate, and review. Um, that, that just helps me out, helps uh, everything that I do uh, in terms of pushing this, this podcast, and I would greatly appreciate it. So my next guest is Dr. Bethany Tennant. She's a licensed neuropathic uh, physician, and we met a couple of years ago at this uh, summit that my good buddy Henry Barrera was putting on, and I got a chance to talk with her, and because I had no idea what a you know, what a naturopathic physician was, a naturopathic doctor, but she started to, to speak and my, my ears perked up and I just, man, she, you know, this is pretty cool. It's something that I wish I had, uh, in my corner when I was playing football. And, um, yeah, I just know the information that she's going to be, uh, serving you guys today, um, can be, well, it can definitely help you out. So upon further ado, have a listen. Dr. Bethany Tennant, welcome to the Shark Effect. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, indeed. So, so tell me, what is a naturopathic physician? What, what, what is that? Yeah, that's a, that's a great place to start. <laughs> so <laughs> I am basically like a family doctor. So if you've ever had to go see a doctor because you think you have an ear infection or your stomach's bothering you or um, whatever else, whatever ailment um, you go see a family doctor for, I just have more tools in my toolbox is how I explain it. So here in Oregon, I'm a licensed physician. So I'm a primary care physician and I work at, at a clinic. So I see all kinds of patients and Basically, I can prescribe pharmaceuticals as needed, but I focus on other things too. So 
using botanical medicine or nutrition, or I can do physical medicine, kind of like a chiropractor or a physical therapist would use. And the difference I would say, one is I spend a lot more time with my patients. So for example, an initial visit is a full hour. So I get to hear a lot of details that lots of times if you go to a conventional doctor, you might not have time to share things that are stressful. What does your diet look like? What does your sleep look like? Um, and I would say it's also focuses on the whole person. And another distinguishing um, component is that really the goal is to treat the root cause. So if someone came in with, you know, some something on their skin, it might be actually something in their diet that can be impacting that. So it's a little bit more detective work, a little bit more of a functional medicine perspective. And I just say I have more tools in my toolbox to help support my patients. Excellent. And, and so botanical, what is that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's plants as medicine. And so there's Sometimes I'm using something called a tincture. <laughs> sometimes it's a tincture. A, a tincture? <laughs> what is a tincture? This is going to be good. We're going to dive in. <laughs> so basically, it's a way to extract the medicine from the plant. And so it's, um, for example, maybe you or your audience is familiar with like elderberry, if that's. So that's really popular right now because it can be helpful for the immune system. Okay. And so it's, um, it's a way that things are either soaked in a different type of alcohol or in a serin it, to bring out the medicine of the plant. So sometimes it's the root of the plant, sometimes it's the leaf, sometimes it's a berry or a flower. And then that can be medicine. It's kind of like traditional medicine. Wow. So, okay. So, you know, I, I'm an old football player. And so I got aches, I got aches and pains and swelling and whatnot, you know, from, from day to day, depending on how much, how many miles I put on these knees, it might swell up on me. And so mm-hmm. I've, I remember hearing something about pineapple. Oh yeah. As an anti-inflammatory. Is there Absolutely. any other secrets you can give me and, <laughs> and, and others? Yeah. So I would say some of the top anti-inflammatory foods are going to be blueberries oh okay pineapple is great it actually has something called bromelain in it other things would be turmeric if you ever heard of turmeric often a spice that's used in curry dishes but it's a root and it can be sometimes it's a powder sometimes it's in food people sometimes put it in smoothies ginger is also a great anti-inflammatory then foods that have a lot of omega-3 fatty acids. So that's going to be things like salmon or sardines or chia seeds and flax seeds. Okay. So those are examples that in ways that you can use food to help support with pain management, which is something I talk with my patients quite a bit about. Absolutely. Okay. So, so maybe I can put this, I mean, because a while ago I was, you know, on a smoothie kick and I was, I was adding all type of seeds Flax seeds. There you go. Uh, <laughs> chia seeds, and now I did have like peanut butter and <laughs> peanut butter and uh, you know bananas and stuff like that mm-hmm. in it. But I tried to add more of it, um, and I, I I guess I just kind of use it more for for fiber. But I didn't know that you know some of the other benefits to it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love I love sharing smoothie recipes because it's such a great way to kind of sneak in things, especially for parents with kiddos. It's such a great way to hide your veggies. So putting some spinach in there when you have blueberries or banana can hide it really well. And so um, smoothies are great, especially in the summer. People tend to, it's more appealing to have something that's cold or, um, you know, versus the winter. Usually people want something a little more hearty or warming, but smoothies are, are great. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's so cool. Thank you. Okay. So how did you get started in this world? How'd you, how'd you, you know, was it something that, that just, uh, you know, you wanted to do it from a young age or something happened to you? What, what got you started? Tell me a little bit about your background. Sure. So I would have to say the story starts 
with my grandma. I would say she was sort of our family's doctor of sorts. So she always kind of knew these home remedies or things to do. Um, for example, I remember being in middle school and I was getting like frequent bloody noses and she was like, oh, do you know that vitamin C can help with, you know, with that, it helps with blood vessels. And she always kind of had these little tidbits and things to do to take care of ourselves. And she was just kind of this source of information and it was just kind of a, a cool thing to be thinking about. And she actually gifted me this book. It was actually called the Vitamin Bible when I was, I think, in sixth grade. And so I would just kind of look into that, you know, oh, what is vitamin C and what foods have vitamin C and why is it good for the body? And it just, I found it really interesting. And then I was always kind of interested in health and wellness as an athlete throughout. So it was just kind of the fitness, health, wellness world was always just sort of interesting to me. And at one point, um, you know, I was thinking maybe a physical therapist or just kind of exploring careers. And the high school that I went to from upstate New York, small town, but the high school that I attended actually had a program where as a senior, you could spend half of your day out in kind of like the real world. And they had a few opportunities you could do that. And one of which was health related. And it allowed you to go to the local hospital and go through the different rotations and different areas to experience what is it like to be a respiratory therapist? What does the janitor do? Which I thought was an, a great, um, you know, just such a comprehensive experience. And so I had a chance to kind of experience all these different fields within medicine through that year. And my supervisor at the end of the year, we're kind of talking about like, what do you, what do you actually want to do? Where are you going to go next? And I, I remember sharing, I said, I can't decide. <laughs> I love, I love spending time in the nutrition. I loved spending time with a chiropractor. I really liked internal medicine. And she threw out really casually, you know, well, have you ever heard of naturopathic medicine? And when I started researching it, it listed all of those things, you know, physical medicine, medical nutrition, botanical medicine, um, basically internal medicine, all these things. And it just really resonated with me. Um, and at the time, it was just something I kind of, I learned a lot about it. I had folders, I did a presentation about it and I kind of kept it in my back pocket. Mm -hmm. So I went to undergrad, I played basketball at a small division two school and I was a pre-med student. And my college experience, I would say, I was basically the nerd on the basketball team <laughs> because every bus trip, you know, I gotta have, you gotta have I'm nerds. Studying. You gotta have it. Yeah, I'm married a nerd. So you're good. <laughs> I had to study. I was, you know, I had to get ready for my chemistry tests and my, all these labs. And then was the jock in my, in the study academic part of it. So I would be, you know, I'd have my practice bag and my, sneakers ready to run to the gym after organic chemistry lab. And so kind of dance between those two worlds. And I basically prepared as a pre-med student to be able to go to medical school, but I kept thinking about that naturopathic medicine and I wasn't as familiar with it, seeing it in real life. Like I had never met someone that practiced or met anyone that was in a clinic at the time. And so I actually decided to do the Peace Corps and it was an opportunity to do, I had done some traveling in college and I just loved it. I loved how much I could learn about other people, about myself, and I love the idea of helping other people. So in the Peace Corps, I was a community health educator and it was, it was about nutrition, it was about water sanitation, um, and teaching English and all the things. And I was hoping that that experience would help me understand if I wanted to pursue maybe public health or nutrition or go to medical school. And when I came back, I ended up um, doing some other work. I actually went to massage therapy school. I launched a wellness practice. I was a personal trainer. I was kind of doing all these things. And it was just in the back of my mind, like I still had this folder from when I was a senior in high school interested in this. And I finally decided I'm going to reach out to a naturopathic physician and just kind of hear their story. When I met with someone, I just felt like this is exactly what I want to do. And I think I needed a break from school. It was just so intense. 
uh, doing just undergrad as a pre-med student, I think I needed some time and space to be able to really dive back into going to medical school, which was an additional four years. And so I ended up moving to Portland to attend the National College of Natural Medicine, which is now the National University of Natural Medicine, to pursue the four-year naturopathic doctoral degree. And so that's so, a so, long story. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> so, no, that's so my interesting. My grandma started it. <laughs> no, I, yeah, and, and like for my listeners, I, you know, I want people to understand like, man, doing something that you have passion for, mm. right? Something that you, that you wake up each morning and instead of like dreading it being Monday or yeah. dreading it just getting up, it's like having that passion, having your why is, is, really, is really important. And I think, you know, you said, you said it where you start serving others. And so, um, no, that's, that's great. And, and man, I, you know, you're touching on like where nutrition and, you know, even the, the chiropractic portion that you sometimes might do. And, you know, I, hey, I'm a big believer playing, mm. playing football. Uh, I remember my rookie year, you know, I, I come into the locker room and one of my really good friends, Richard Harvey, he was a veteran, you know, he played, he was in his eighth year. I was in my first. And he told me, Hey, you need to get this person, this person, this person. You got to have a nutritionist, <laughs> yeah. massage therapist, chiropractor, acupuncturist. And he, and he gave me all of his contacts. And I was like, Oh man. That's awesome. And so <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to you. I was like, man, that was what I was missing, you know, <laughs> somebody who can, you know, who can, who can help me out in, in different areas. And like you said, having a, having a bigger tube, tool bag, I think yeah. that's super cool. So speaking like that, you know, with athletes, so you work with athletes as well. Yeah. It's so having the experience of being a college athlete. And then when I was in medical school, I actually started, um, kind of it started finding community here in Portland as a complete transplant through both school. But then I started seeking sort of like-minded communities and that meant a adult rec basketball league. It looked like an indoor soccer team. It looked like joining a gym. It looked like, um, you know, just finding people that could support me and continue to grow and just share share that common interest and it I, I feel like that then connected me to the communities here in Portland um, because being in school in medical school I was pre it's pretty isolating <laughs> you're pretty much like consumed with school studies and the people that are around you there and I feel like once I started returning to sport it then opened doors to apply what I was learning in school to then working with athletes. And so um, in my second year of medical school, I actually started working at a, a gym in the Portland area and as a, as a massage therapist on the weekends. And so that was a way for me to kind of reconnect to fitness and sports and athletes. And um, it was just gradually it became, you know, people interested, like, hey, oh, do you do anything with nutrition? Or, hey, could you talk to uh, my camp? I have a camp that is interested in understanding a little bit more about like health or wellness or nutrition. And it started small and it just has grown. It became something I love to do now. So mm -hmm. it's, it's the, the best thing is being able to combine things that you love. And my passion for natural medicine and my passion for then sport became my business brainchild of natural sports medicine. And sometimes I'm a consultant working with a team or a college. Um, and sometimes I'm a presenter or speaker. So it, sometimes it's youth athletes and I've worked all the way up to professional athletes and some, and that also looks different. So sometimes I've worked with chefs when it's at the professional level. Um, and it's, it's, it's taken shape, I guess. It's sort of like, I would say, I kept saying yes to opportunities, even when I was afraid. <laughs> mm. So the first time I was invited to speak, I think there were 10 kids. There were like fifth grade through maybe 10th grade. It was very, 
it was not an intimidating crowd. It was super, no pressure, you know, just come in and talk a little bit. And I felt like I wasn't going to do it. Like as soon as I got to the gym, I was like, I'm going to get sick. Like I need to, I can't do this, (laughs) but pushing through what wasn't comfortable for me. Like I wasn't pursuing being a speaker, but people were inviting me because it was information that they thought would add value to their their teams or their kids or their program or their school. And, you know, years, a couple of years after that initial experience, I found myself at the junior, um, junior all American basketball camp speaking. It was like 400 plus kids. Mm. <laughs> and I just, so it went from like, 10 to 400. <laughs> it took time. It was definitely okay. some over okay. time, but, but it was, you know, pushing through those ceilings. And I would definitely say, behind each of those ceilings, I, you know, I had a, I think I read a quote sometime about like behind every success, there's like a group text hyping that person up. (laughs) And I feel like that was so true. You know, I'd reach out to my people and say, you know, this is what's going on. You know, I'm feeling anxious and feeling nervous about it. You know, this is going to be the largest group I've had, you know, give you some encouragement. And it it gave me the ability to kind of push through that. Um, And yeah, so it's looked like a lot of different things. I've worked with um, specific schools, different AU programs. Uh, When I speak at colleges, sometimes they've asked me to speak to all of their student athletes. Um, And so it's grown and it's created opportunities. I would say opportunities create opportunities. So, you know, saying yes when you don't feel totally ready, when it doesn't feel like, you know, I'm as a speaker, I'm not really entertaining. I'm not... (laughs) like dramatic and theatrical and really funny. Like I'm, I just share information and I try to just, meet people just where the they're facts. at. Just yeah, the facts. I just, <laughs> I love yeah. It. and it's, you know, if it's a third grader, I have to meet them where they're at. And if it's a professional athlete, I'm meeting them where they're at. And if it's, you know, college level, it, that's really important, you know, giving information and advice that has to be applicable. So when I'm talking to college students about eating healthy, it's about making choices in the cafeteria or it's, you know, a shoestring budget and what can you buy and what's going to be important for you as a student um, for your brain health and for overall health and those sort of things. So Mm. those are some things that I think I've learned along the way and um, I continue to get excited about. That's great. That's great. What are, what are some tips you can give some of my listeners who are, there are athletes and they're um, in the, whether it's uh, in the college or let's say from, uh, from high school to college, what are some tips you can give them in whether it's the nutrition, uh, the nutrition aspect or anything else within, um, within the health realm, you know, to help them become uh, the best athlete that they can be. Any tips? Sleep. <laughs> oh, I like that. I wish I would have, I needed you. I <laughs> wish I would have had you back That's, in the day. That is the number one thing for that age group. Why, why sleep? I would why, say. Why is that so important? Yeah, it's so underestimated. I love nutrition. I have studied that extensively. I use that a lot, but I would say the most underestimated training tool and most powerful natural performance enhancer is sleep. Mm. And for, for, you know, high school age, there's studies that show if you're not getting enough sleep, it increases your risk of injury almost twofold. So it's an injury prevention. It's a recovery for performance. It impacts speed um, reaction time, strength, decision making, fatigue. It's, man, it's so much. It's so, said, so much. You, man, you know what was funny is you're saying all this, and I'm listening, and I'm like, man, I remember in college when me and my me and my roommate we would be up playing Madden until uh-huh. two o'clock <laughs> in the morning, and uh-huh. we had a when we had a noon game. Oh, gosh. So we would have to wake up at uh, seven. I'm mm-hmm. serious. We would we would we would go out there and ball out <laughs> at, for <laughs> uh, for four or five hours of sleep because we was Incredible, in there. Yeah. 
yeah, we in a hotel room playing Madden football. Mm. I was like, man, you seeing? I was like, man, what if I would have <laughs> got I would have got that amount of sleep? Now, yeah. now for those college and high school age athletes, what is enough of sleep? What is the yeah? What's Good question. Enough? So most of the studies around that are that eight hours. And what's important too is that it's not just one in the morning until nine in the morning or like two in the morning and you're getting eight hours. It really matters to be sleeping, especially if you're an athlete, I would say before midnight is really important because your body has something called a circadian rhythm. And some of what it does is just sort of like clockwork and things that happen. And some of the things that help with repairing your body helping with your brain, helping with your muscles. And especially for younger ones, it's helping with your growth. It's actually when your growth hormone is released. And so if you're trying to get taller as a little, you know, if you're a kid, getting your sleep is super important for that. But I would say um, that's really important. When I, t- when I talk with both patients and athletes, I want to know, is it, do you have any difficulty with falling asleep or staying asleep? Or when you wake, do you feel well-rested? And then we can be a little bit specific about how we address those issues if, if there are any. But um, the biggest disruptor, and I'm guilty too, is that screen time before bed is whether it's the phone or TV or laptops. And I think, um, you know, it's just, it's harder to get pulled away from that. But basically that disrupts some of that sleep-wake cycle. And so sleep is so important. I would say, and I just want to add that, you know, this isn't just like, Oh, this is a doctor saying sleep is important. Like this is, I've had some meetings with NBA GMs about consulting with them and that's what they're wanting. That's what they want. They want to talk about how to best support sleep for their professional players because they understand it's injury prevention, it's performance, it's career longevity. Um, So it's, it's, it's big time. And I would say also for the general audience too, it's connected to, blood pressure, risk of Alzheimer's. And so it's just a great way to take care of yourself and supporting your immune system too, which is a really um, key thing to be considering during these times. Mm, That's great. Okay, so that was, like you said that when I asked that question, what is some tips, what's the biggest couple of things? And you just right off the bat was sleep. (laughs) So what would be next for for my, not just athletes, but people like myself who think mm-hmm. they're an athlete still, <laughs> you know, but what's next to, you know, for optimal health? Yeah. Um, I would say hydration, drinking water, another underestimated simple things. And sometimes it's the really simple things that are really significant. And I would say drinking water first thing in the morning is a great habit to get into, especially you know, when you're sleeping, you're already a little bit dehydrated. So it wakes up your brain. It kind of sets the tone for your body to be drinking more water throughout the day. And it's just, it's, it it can really impact performance. If you're an athlete, it's something that you want to make sure that you're super hydrated. It does impact skills. So there's, you know, studies and research that demonstrate that too, with like accuracy or your ability to have um, visual acuity and precision and and those sort of things. Um, But it's also, uh, you know, muscle cramping or fatigue or all those sort of things. But I think for the everyday person, being hydrated is a a great way to support your health right now. And once again, optimizing your immune system, staying healthy and in overall um, context, hydration is, is key. Okay. And how much What's, what's, uh, so, what's yeah, a, base, the record, uh, a base layer? Or yeah, the base, base uh, layer level. would be half your body weight in ounces is kind of a, a general recommendation. And then there's specifics around, you know, if you're sweating a lot, if you're on a plane or if you're in a really hot or high altitude, there's things that, you know, additional considerations, but that's a good starting point. And most people think, even if they think they're drinking enough water, they usually aren't drinking that much so Mm. it it does take effort and it does take sort of planning so i give people strategies around that too sometimes putting it in your phone is like a water break or using things that help cue and trigger that as a habit whether it's a certain you know cup that you have or 
I love drinking day. water. I love drinking water out of a glass. Oh, there you go. Like I got just a straight <laughs> a glass. It's just something about the yeah. cleanness or freshness. I can do that. That's great. And it, I think it's so interesting in working with so many people, the particulars that you learn. So people like water really cold or they need it room temperature or it needs to have a straw or mm. it needs to have me carbonated or it needs to have a lemon. Like it's so interesting to learn all those things. I, I love getting into that, those little details because then, you know, this is what's going to work for you because this is what you prefer. And so this is how it's going to be sustainable. Um, so mm. that's kind of like the, the fun part, but it's just interesting to learn how, how everyone has their different preferences along the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's the biggest myth when it comes to uh, naturopathic medicine? Ooh, that's a really good question. <laughs> I would say there's a lot of misconceptions. And okay. one of the reasons why is you need to find a licensed naturopathic physician. And there's, you know, weekend certifications where sometimes people will say, oh, now I'm a naturopath. And there's accredited naturopathic medical schools that require board exams similar to conventional. And it's a four-year program. A lot of people still will do residencies. Oh, and wow. It's, so if, that if sounds being, more, more condensed than just a weekend <laughs> certification. <laughs> Yeah, so I think you have to recognize there's, you kind of have to screen a little bit if you're finding someone that you want to work with, you're just finding, making sure that it's legit. <laughs> Do they yeah. have a license? Have they attended a, an actually an accredited naturopathic medical school or program? And so, um, yeah, it's, I'd say that's one thing um, that, that creates some of the misconception. Um, I think people are sometimes surprised. So I am trained in minor surgery. I can prescribe pharmaceuticals. So I think sometimes people think that we're totally don't do any of that. And so it's just like a spectrum of care. It's starting with the least invasive and kind of as needed. Um, so that's maybe another misconception is just sort of thinking it's just kind of hippie medicine. Or I was about to say, like, do you, do you like subscribe uh, or I said subscribe. Do you prescribe uh, CBD or, or uh, you know, pharmaceutical grade marijuana? I would say uh, we have CBD products in our clinic that I would recommend for, especially for sleep. So insomnia, anxiety, uh, or pain. And mm -hmm. I, any of those products also want to make sure they're like thoroughly tested, but I don't do, I don't prescribe medical marijuana. Um, so that's, I think maybe people assume that we, that's like all the only thing that we do. <laughs> so maybe yeah, to give a little uh, insight. Yeah. I thought that, I thought, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it was good, but so myth busting here. So for yes, example, yeah. to, today I was in the clinic and I saw patients and that included someone, um, you know, shoulder pain. So pain management for a uh, shoulder. It was someone with acute with kidney stones. So managing pain with that. It was someone with an autoimmune condition called lupus. It was someone else with peripheral neuropathy, which means they have numbness and tingling um, in one of their legs. And so we're trying to understand if it's uh, glucose dysregulation, meaning their blood sugars are balanced, or what else is, is it a nutrient deficiency? If you don't have enough B1 or B6, sometimes that can cause it. Um, I've done, I had to do uh, a lot of gut health, so digestive issues. So someone with celiac, which is another gut um, condition. And then um, my last patient was having migraine, a lot of migraines since we're managing migraines. And so it can be screening for strep throat. It can be cardiovascular. It can now, be, let me ask you, I don't yeah. mean to cut you off, but you know, you say <laughs> gut, so like, oh, like yeah. gut health, because that's the I mean, I, I hear that and I see it on social media so oh, much, Okay, like the importance of gut health. Yeah. Can you kind of dive in a little bit more on that? What's, sure. Uh, sure. So how can we uh, keep our guts healthy? 
Yeah, we'll call this gut check. Gut check, I like that. <laughs> so the gut refers to the intestines usually, but lots of times it's the gastrointestinal tract or system that we're addressing. So people, some symptoms that people might have is if they have like reflux or bloating or gas or nausea or vomiting or other things related to their bowels. And so all of those things are symptoms that can point us to maybe there's something going on or something either there's an infection or an autoimmune condition or a lot of inflammation that's compromising the gut. So gut health is super important because one thing is that's actually, sometimes people call it your second brain because there's so many neurons down there. And it's actually where most of the neurotransmitter called serotonin, which is like a feel good hormone chemical mm. is made. And so I talk to all my patients about what they're eating and we talk about food and ways to support whatever they're going through. And sometimes it is if someone has anxiety and depression, talking about things that they can eat or should avoid to support them. And it's really important also for the brain. There's a lot of gut and brain connection. And it's also where a lot of your immune system is. So it's kind of like this really important <laughs> um, mm. focus point for a lot of naturopathic physicians to address this idea of gut health and what that looks like um, for individuals and how to support them in making sure that they have, they call it a microbiome because there's good gut bugs that live there and sometimes there's bad and trying to make sure that uh, you're supporting the good, getting rid of the bad and helping people with symptoms that they have along the way. Mm. What is uh, one thing we should avoid then, avoid eating? Or, or maybe you have more than one. Yeah, I would say for most people, it, I really just advocate, and I will say, like, I, I'm not dogmatic when it comes to diet. I'm not, I'm not keto. I'm not a vegan. I'm not paleo. I support people with what works best for them. But within that, I support eating whole foods, eating real food. So I would say avoiding, I would have to say, things that are ultra processed. So when I can't you, have my bologna sandwiches anymore. Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> um, we'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> so if you turn over your ingredient list or, you know, whatever you're about to consume and you check the ingredients and if there's, you know, 50 things and you can't pronounce half of them, you don't really know what's going in your body. But when you eat an apple or you have, um, you know, grapes or some almonds, you know, that's real food. And so I think I just encourage that more than specific style of diet. Okay. Okay. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Is there something that, you know, that we should be consuming like every day? I know one thing, you know, you said water, mm -hmm. but what is something that I should be eating? I should be eating every day. Veggies. Eat your veggies. Eat my veggies. <laughs> A lot of vegetables. So the vegetables, all the different colors, they contain different vitamins and minerals, antioxidants, fiber, and those are, that's, that should be really an important staple in anyone's diet and at every meal trying to incorporate it. So that's why I like spinach in the smoothie is a great way to kind of sneak it in there. Um, but and it doesn't mean you have to just have salads, find things that you enjoy if it's roasted vegetables or pickled or um, steamed or, you know, finding different ways that you prefer vegetables. But that's, that's definitely something that I encourage people having every single day. Okay. Now, you know, since COVID hit and, and uh, mm -hmm. quarantine, me and my family, we've been watching a ton of Naked and Afraid. So, oh. <laughs> if, so if, if, if I was on that show, what what particular vegetable and what particular protein would be like, hey, if you had your choice to pick, get this, Alex. Definitely a green leafy vegetable. So take your pick if you want spinach, mustard green, collard green, um, kale, okay. arugula, okay. Pick, some, pick something like that. And then as far as a protein, um, there's a lot of great options, but since you mentioned you had had some, some pain earlier, I would say like salmon, like a, that would okay. be a great protein source that also has some of those healthy fatty acids. 
So that would okay. be my recommendation. All right. Well, excellent. That's great. That's great information. Um, well, Dr. Bethany, so we get to the point of my podcast where we get into a blitz period. And so a blitz period is just like in football, when the blitz is coming at you, you got to answer pretty quick. Okay. okay. So, um, <laughs> so, so the blitz period, well, in a the game, they can blitz you in any down, right? Well, mm -hmm. in, in practice, there's a certain point in practice where it's called the blitz period. And you know where, when the blitz is coming, you just don't know where exactly where it's coming from. Okay, so that's great. Are you are you okay with playing this with me? Yes, let's play. Okay, so um, what advice would you give your twenty three year old self? Ooh, good one. Um, enjoy the process. Just enjoy the process. I think it's really easy to think of uh, getting to that next step or where you aren't, you know, thinking about where you're trying to be. And I would just say, enjoy that process of what you're learning, be where, be where you're at. And I think that would be the biggest thing. I try to remind myself of that even now. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so, you know, what makes a, a good leader? A servant, a servant leader. I would say, I love the idea of our leaders eat last, that concept of, um, supporting others getting in the trenches with them i think that is the best way to earn respect and buy-in from people that you're you're trying to lead mm, okay um what's your what's your daily routine or or habit what's what's one yeah that's a great question i really try to protect my morning routines and so that usually looks like drinking water <laughs> when i first wake up Got it. and spending some time some quiet time whether it's in prayer or meditation or spending some time in scripture with my coffee um that's for me that's the way that i really center myself i really feel like it helps set the tone of my my day and my gets my priorities straight mm, love it Absolutely love it. Okay, well, that's the end of the blitz period. So you can you can relax. I don't know if it was all <laughs> tense or not, but <laughs> I was just ready. I was ready. <laughs> <laughs> so so tell me what's what's next for you? I know you have a um a really cool summit coming up here at the yes. shoot in the next another week or week and a half or two weeks. Can you yes. talk a little bit about that? I would love to talk about that. Yeah. I am so excited about this. So I am calling it the Natural Sports Medicine, which is my company, Summit. But it's really, it would be better described as a kid's sports summer mini camp online. And mm -hmm. the reason why I wanted to do this was a couple, one being the kids don't have opportunities to go to summer camps play in the tournaments or get training in the same way. So this summer is really unique in that way. And just my heart goes out to them. I know that I'm sure that's frustrating. I'm sure that's disappointing. I know some of my nephews had basketball and baseball canceled, things that they're really looking forward to. I would say I also am, was planning on speaking at tournaments. So I had trips and tournaments that I was excited about that I also I'm not able to do. And so I'm creating this online experience. And as what you even alluded to earlier with your football and someone said, Hey, chiropractor, nutritionist, as a professional athlete, there's so many uh, resources that they have access to. And I wanted to bring some of the expertise down to a sixth grade athlete. So mm -hmm. outside of just doing your skills and drills to get better, I wanted to bring in and invite them to participate in things like yoga for athletes, sports psychology, there's some breakout sessions on imagery, understanding mobility and doing a really great warm up. So we have two sessions, one for upper body, one for kind of hip and ankle, understanding change of direction. Um, some, it, it's just gonna, I'm so excited. So I'm bringing together 10 speakers, I'm gonna be one of them, but some of the, the speakers I've been able to um, get together here have worked with NFL, NBA players, top athletes. And I just think it's a fun way to, to bring some of the expertise 
into your own home. And I know that parents are, you know, kids are on their screen a lot more. They don't have the activities to do. So I'm really excited to give them an opportunity to get active, have some fun. It's not sports specific. It's just a way to stay healthy. It's, it's a, um, it's just an invitation to get better in your sport. Or if you're considering being an athlete or interested in sport, just learning how to just move your body better or stay healthy. So that's coming up. It's going to be over the course of five days. Each speaker has a 30 minute session. I also have a motivational speaker. I also have someone speaking about just integrity off the field and court and um, just understanding how to just be a well-rounded, you know, advancing athletes and supporting them during these times. This is, that is so cool. <laughs> it's something you. that, uh, man, there should be no excuse. I'm thinking about, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking about myself as a, as a younger kid, like, man, I wish I had something that I could, um, you know, kind of tap into where, um, I can, you know, I can take my game to a, to another level. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, shoot, I got me some kids that I definitely want to be <laughs> yeah, signing up, up because this is, this is really cool for them to be able to get information. And, uh, yeah, and I really like the part that, you know, it's, it's 30 minutes because, you know, kids, you know, their yeah. attention span and whatnot. Totally. Yeah. But, and so some of them will totally be active and engaging. So like, we're going to do a yoga we're going to go through a yoga flow and it's going to be focused on balance and stability. And then another session focusing on recovery, we're going to be um, doing interactive things too. So it's not just sitting down, it's really going to be active and engaging. And on top of that, I have a recipe of the day. So I have some private chefs and some professional chefs. One actually was with the Lakers for about 10 years, I believe um, oh, wow. that are contributing a recipe of the day. And so That'll be a, just kind of an additional highlight. We have raffle prizes as giveaways. And so I think it's, I'm just really excited about it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm hoping we get a lot of uh, participation and just kind of an excitement around sport this summer for yeah. kids especially. Yeah, I'll tell you what, these kids need some excitement around something, you know, yeah. because it's just not, you know, with things going on in the world and, and, yeah. uh, uh, both with the pandemic and then the, the uh, you know, the social injustice Absolutely. that's going on. I think, um, it, you know, and then, I mean, it's, well, shoot, we don't know if we're going to have fall sports, know you know? That. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no, this is great. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Bethany, how can my, how can my people, how can my listeners uh, follow you, you know, get a hold of you? You have a website, you have some social media you can, you can hand out. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to connect. So it's Dr. Dr. Bethany Tennant, B-E-T-H-A-N-Y-T-E-N-N-A-N-T. That's my Instagram handle. That's also my website. Um, you can, can find me, connect with me, feel free to reach out. I also am on Twitter and Facebook and all the things. And so um, easily accessible for anyone in the Portland area. I do work at it. The clinic is called To Be Well, and I work in the both the Lake Oswego and downtown Portland locations. But anyone outside of the area I can do consulting with, but I, I love collaborations. I love doing things to support communities, kids. Um, uh, so I, I'm always looking for good opportunities to connect with other people and, and do good work. Well, that's great. That's great. So drink more water. Eat your mm -hmm. veggies, get your, <laughs> get your sleep, right? Get your at least eight hours, yeah. at least eight hours. Is there anything else, any little last golden nugget you can give my, my listeners? Because they got some say, good stuff. Get, drop yeah. some good stuff. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, it's, sometimes I talk about that as eat right, sleep tight. So I can, that's how you can remember those things. But um, I would say... Finding ways to stay connected is so important. I would say we are, we are created to be in community. And I know it's a really difficult time. It's an unusual time, but finding ways to stay connected. Um, and from like the science behind it, there's a lot of ways that social being completely just by yourself and not connecting with anybody in any capacity is, is actually worse than smoking cigarettes, actually. It's for your oh, health. Wow. 
so this is just that would be one of my messages like do the best to take care of yourself during these times stay connected to other people um and yeah just those simple things i think while we all you know wear the masks social distance wash your hands own your health a little bit and finding those ways to stay connected eat healthy exercise and move your body get good sleep um that would be my final two-part message <laughs> oh, i love it well thank you so much dr bethany being a guest on the shark effect um my myself i've learned a ton and i know my listeners will too thank you so much for having me i've been a fan of the podcast and so it's a privilege to now be a guest oh beautiful thank you very much thanks for listening to this week's episode of the shark effect podcast if you enjoyed what you heard today please share it with a friend and if you haven't already subscribe rate and review the show on your favorite podcast player if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is... An, in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to transition whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever if you're looking to transition into something different this book can help you i break it down i lay down the foundation of who you want to be i have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter, developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps using adversity to your advantage right because we all go through tough times but how do you flip it how do you use it to power you okay and then developing your own standards so these are things that can help anybody not just not just athletes now there's some stories in there you know that covers topics that that resonate with athletes but i think overall this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.